last time on Dice Funk. Um, it's only just clicked in my head that the Caravellas are involved in being the first people on the crime scene and are also potentially connected to the sculpture. Um, their pilot went missing. He also has a kind of reputation for being eccentric. But what if it was merged with something else? Well, then it would be a creature which can defy the laws of physics and create extra energy and is full of brains. <laughs> so that's exactly what we're looking for. Call me crazy. He might be trying to make a, make make the cryptid. Make a new Maxwell. Yeah. Sasha's going to jump to the front and go, halt. Ragnar shoots you. Doctor, every time you heal them, they are going to keep killing you. I am ordering you <laughs> not to keep putting yourself in harm's way. Uh, Olivia will respond back. That is an order I cannot and will not ever follow. Uh, so Drake uh, kneels down to uh, pick up the guy, but snaps his neck and, and, and making like he's looking for a pulse. Yeah. As this one's dead already. Anthony Jr. is currently on Pell 1. Mm. Oh, let's go to Pell 1. I made friends with Ragnar, accidentally got myself embroiled with uh, Vincent Caravello, then got myself embroiled in other situations. You are fine, Captain. You have shown this. You have done well. Why so upset? I could do with a little bit more brain eating, but that's my only complaint. <laughs> Otherwise, spectacular job. Oh, that objectivist. Olivia is going to pass by Big Star, mm -hmm. and uh, she's going to whisper to him, after this mission's done, I think it's time to leave. You get a foil Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, I, I got a foil Siglif GX. I don't know what his baseball stats are. Is that is that the right sport? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna start on that note. Um, fucking Siglif, the baseball player for the New York Football Giants. Anyway, when he last left last left this adventure. Oh boy, Drake did a big murder and then there was crying on air. Anybody else want to try to summarize? Dr. Adler is like, maybe think about leaving leaving the squad and we gotta act fast to not have another fucking party split. But you don't know about that yet. Drama. No, but like, us the players, just like, can we just have a season where we all just play one character all season, please? It's never happened before, but you know, sometimes your dreams gotta be memes. Yeah, it's, we we gotta we gotta get on our uh work out what's up with Adler game. Uh, so I mean, I, the audience will have heard the last time on Dice Funk. The important thing is you guys are on your way to Pell One, the uninhabited moon, where apparently Anthony Caravella Jr. is, and he is the person who commissioned whatever Noble was working on when he died, so presumably he has the answers you're looking for. So, one way or another, this quest is going to come to an end pretty soon. Uh, before we get there, though, I think some people want to have some conversations on the Snallygaster. Um, so, in 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 the, the realm of, like, trying to, to get through Walls of Secrets, um, 
now that we're on on good terms, uh, Captain Melbeck's gonna have a conversation with uh, Drag at some point, uh, quietly while this uh, journey is happening, and just go. Uh, so, um, Drag, look, I I just need to talk to you for a moment. Um, we didn't really get a good chance to talk about this previously when this whole second in command conversation was happening. I thought it was important to tell you why I didn't go towards Doctor Adler when. Having those thoughts? There's something up with Dr. Adler, and I don't know what it is, and I need your help, because I... I need someone that I can trust to help me work this out, because that's why I wasn't confident having her as my second-in-command, because I know she's got something going on, I don't know what the heck it is. So Drake's quiet for a while. Mm. A very extended period of time. This could go on as long as... <laughs> Two to three minutes if he's not interrupted. <laughs> At some point in there, she's gonna she's gonna like just throw out there like I I'm I'm not saying you like you need to be second in command permanently. I'm saying there is a certain intra-crew mission to be dealt with. I think for that you may be the best suited second in command for working out what is going on. Oh. Oh that. Yes. Right. Yes. That. that. It has been two or three minutes of silence. I'm glad you remember what we were talking about before that. I... Yes, we were talking about that. <laughs> Was something going on with you? Do I have to also investigate you, dear? <laughs> uh, Drag reaches into his uh, vest thing, whatever it is he's wearing that I haven't really figured out anyway. Uh, and produces the uh, storage drive that Dr. Adler had previously given him. Yeah. Damn, we just all have each other's secrets. First thing, huh? I did not know you were going to reveal that. I I, I was more thinking the uh, just... That's what he was spending the two to three minutes. Debating but... whether to whip out the flash drive. Yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, I thought you were debating just killing the doctor. You were just like, <laughs> the captain did order it. <laughs> I Clear. I wouldn't know such thing. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I don't even think he would have misheard in that yeah, direction. Yeah, I think had that misdirection happened, someone might have gone out the airlock. <laughs> cool party. <laughs> Five minutes in, or trying to throw each other out off the ship. Great. So yeah, yeah. How is is Drake going to address what this flash drive is? The doctor gave me this to provide you. In the event something happened to her. Hmm. This this is not a thing that we should be opening just because something is suspect and we need. It. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Open it. I'm not sure we want to deal with this with all the stuff that's going to go on on this episode. However, there is, and it's I, really I, more so that Melbeck has the power to make that decision yeah, no, from an informed point of view. I think I think that's the interesting place to leave this scene, is to have Melbeck just go, Jeg, thank you for letting me know that this is here. I, I get the impression this is going to be another big inter-party thing, and we should probably not be dealing with that on the way to somewhere where we all have to be focused and on, on point, so I'll make a decision on what to do with this later. Thank you for letting me know. There's something else. Yes? When we land on Pell One, I should remain on the ship. Why do you think so? Ooh. I have worked 
with Anthony Carabella. Oh. Well, hmm. We have not spoken in some time. <laughs> well, it reassures me to know that I'm not the only one with some messy ties to the Caravellos at this point. Uh, <laughs> no. Ah, I, you know what's funny? I almost understand your laughter now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a full-on Final Fantasy X happening right now. I, I, I think that's a good place to leave it, is just the, the caption just having a laugh at how ludicrous that knowledge is now, that laughing is now, and yeah, that's that's that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I get a chance, I want uh, to... If I suppose she wakes up, I want uh, Olivia to be able to be there. Olivia's probably like waiting in the medical room for Pearl to wake up. Yeah. So I think you probably have like your small, um, I don't know what you want to call it. Like it's not really a full operating center, is it? Or is it like a, a, do you have a clinic on board? What's the situation? Pay me that picture. Uh, I imagine it's a small clinic sort of thing, probably like the size of like, a bedroom and a half kind of deal it's not huge it's it's only really enough to handle like one or maybe two patients in it at a time and Mm -hmm. you know there's only one doctor on board the ship so there's no need to do more than that uh but it has enough that it's 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 spacious enough the to kind of like sit down and sit in there um and it's also just a place where you could go and talk to uh i want to say was Oh, what was his name? Disciple? What was his name from KOTOR 2? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> he was awful. What was his name, though? <laughs> I, I rag on you, but I 100% was picturing the, the doctor's office from Firefly. <laughs> um, so I guess we're both bastards at the end of the day. I was picturing the Mass Effect one, but... <laughs> yep. I was actually picturing Firefly 2. All right. We got two for Firefly, one for Mass Effect, one for KOTOR. Conrad. Uh, what, are we describing an office? Oh my god. <laughs> Never mind. I love you, Conrad. Um, so you rolled over a 20 to do the surgery, so it went totally fine. Were you familiar with bionoid bi- anatomy, or are you so skilled that you basically like figured it out mid-flight? Uh, I would say she's not familiar with them, but one of the advantages that uh, Olivia has because of her kinetic uh, implant is that she can sense motion in the body and use that on a very acute scale, and that helps a lot with... Uh, diagnosing things and getting to problems without having to do a lot of invasive tests or anything like that. So Olivia herself is a good doctor, but having that that implant makes her work a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, you're one of the best. It's in, in canon. You learn from like your mentor who Drake talked about. It's like you're extremely good at this. Um, so you're, you finished uh, you know extracting the bullet from Pearl. She was shot through a table and also the magic missiles, which didn't don't stay lodged. They just like punch holes. Um, I think... The thing you know about bionoids is that although they they are basically biological cyborgs, they're a humanoid who has like armor that is also flesh. It's kind of gross. I mean, if you've ever seen the Giver or read the Giver, it's a kind of gross thing. Um, but unlike that series, and unlike I think Spelljammer wants you to play them, uh, they're not. There's not a person under them. Like there's not a person under the armor. It's not like you can take it off like a Power Rangers suit or a common rider suit. Like there are there are that's them. Like that's where their organs are is underneath the armor kind of deal. Or cybernetics. 
Yeah, the Spelljammer book talks about them having like a, an armored form and a non-armored form, but I'm taking a little bit of liberties like with that because everyone on the crew could just be a bionoid if you all just get the armor. <laughs> it's like it's kind of a racist. I also think it's just a unique thing to have a partially synthetic alien. I was gonna say it's better than just being like, well, Spelljammers made fucking common riders in space, so I guess we'll have those too. Yeah, I mean we can we can get extremely silly if we want to. I just want to establish that when you cut into the bionoid, it's like mm-hmm. it's body. It's not like oh, I'm just going to peel this armor off and there's a there's there's Pearl underneath who is just a normal human. This is an alien, and they just happen to look as if they were this manga trope. Anyway, uh, Pearl is recovering in bed. I mean, there's probably like bloody instruments everywhere. You're checking charts and stuff, and you hear her say from uh, her post-morphine or whatever we use in space kind of haze and she says thank you uh so i'm assuming levy is probably like looking over charts or something like that she seems uh particularly kind of lost in the thought but when she hears that she'll look up and see pearl's awake and say ah good how are you feeling pearl pain tired that's to be expected, unfortunately, but uh, I have good news. The operation was a complete success, and I don't believe there should be any lasting effects. You still need to take your time and, and recover, but you shouldn't suffer any long-term consequences from this. Besides some pretty cool-looking scars. <laughs> what about the rest of my crew? I am... Sorry to say that the rest of your group uh, did not survive. And uh, in fact, I must apologize to you. Uh, One of them, I thought I had stabilized before tending to your wounds, but I appear to have been mistaken. Pearl turns away from you. I don't know if I don't know if bionoids can cry. So maybe I think maybe she just trembles slightly like repressing whatever you know feelings are welling up in her right now and she just says Vinny will avenge them I will try to have you spared but I can't promise anything is there anything that I can do for you (laughs) she turns and looks at you (laughs) like that's a weird thing to say to that threat um (laughs) Who are you? My name is Dr. Olivia Adler, Conduit of Prevention. I am Pearl, Conduit of Professionalism. It is very nice to meet you formally, Pearl. She doesn't try to shake your hand or anything. Mm -hmm. She has a kind of the steely gaze of a professional hitman for a crime syndicate. Pearl, do you have any extended family or relatives or, you know, next of kin that we can notify, contact, just let them know that you're all right? All right. So now we have to talk about bionoid reproduction. Cool. (laughs) Uh, So bionoids uh, lay unfertilized mechanical eggs. And then when another humanoid finds them, they latch onto them and take over their body, covering them in their armor and then grafting down into the body, and then the the person is now a bionoid. 
it's it's very similar and this is just because it's a science fiction trope that gets reused a lot including in Spelljammer. it's kind of like illithids right like they take over other things however they don't eat other things they can just go to the store and just buy some pocky or whatever like they're fine <laughs> it's only a reproduction thing so no she doesn't have any direct relatives because that's not how they reproduce ah okay uh one interesting note though is that the eggs can be uh explosive this is this is a weird this um um this isn't like the grenade eggs from Banjo Tooie. Exactly, that's where they probably got it. Uh, Ten years before that game came out. <laughs> I, I there is a bit of me that thinks like, okay, these things have exploding eggs that can like just take over host organisms that could be sentient life forms, and like that, the 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 galaxy at large didn't get creeped out by that the same way as Illithids. I'm sure there are a lot of people who find them very gross. I think Giver is famous for being a gross series. Uh, the difference is that Bionoids can eat regular food. They don't have to eat live, intelligent things. Yeah, but so, they, they can't reproduce without, like, taking over sentient life forms. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not gross, but most species, in order to reproduce, have to kill a lot of creatures to maintain, to be alive on the way to the fucking you know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a death toll pretty much for everyone. It's just a little grosser to contemplate for them. Yeah, I suppose. I knew we were going to get there last episode. It's like, we don't need to get into it, but apparently we do. By the way, <laughs> did you know the Tui and Banjo-Kazooie uh, and slash Banjo-Tooie is a portmanteau of Two and Kazooie, as it is the second game of the Banjo-Kazooie series. That is apparently important <laughs> enough to list on the Banjo-Kazooie wikia. I never would have figured it out. I know. Yeah, thank thank you for teaching me video game facts, <laughs> I would never have known them without you. Thank you for explaining those facts to me. I love it anytime someone mentions like an obscure N64 game, Chris goes to their their Wikia, not Wikipedia, but specifically that nope. game's Wikia. Yeah, Wikipedia can be edited by anyone. Only experts edit the, the, the series wiki. I The Wikia is always the better option. Just like the Silent Hill wiki, which was totally overrun by people talking about circumcision. Does anyone know about that? Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a rabbit hole for people to discover on their own. Time. Yeah, I mean, come on. We got to leave something for the audience to dig into. <laughs> All right. So Pearl, kind of like a stone cold killer, basically. Uh, she has, you know, blades on her elbows and she has a wrist mounted flamethrower and she can lay exploding eggs if she wants. She's kind of a badass, but she's also not going anywhere for now. Did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about with her? Uh, I'm basically just going to try to affirm that you know, if there's anything she needs right now to be comfortable, if not, doctor's recommendation is that she gets rest. Hmm. I have Smacky Dan seasons one through four. You can watch those if you'd <laughs> like. I assume that the they culturally are uh, fit for everyone. She acknowledges you and kind of turns back over, like to not not to look at you. She has like this weird mixture of like uh, pr- pride and like gratitude, and it's like it's messing her up kind of right now so she just she doesn't say anything all right uh i will leave uh but as livia leaves she kind of goes back to having sort of like this thousand yard stare oh geez comedy (laughs) (laughs) uh one one just like question before we before we get to pell one that i have i don't know whether it's an in or out of character conversation but um when we land We've got an assassin for the person we're going to talk to on our ship. Is this a situation of maybe leave them in in one of the cells on the ship so that they're not going anywhere while we like? Cause... Are they well? Okay. The question is: Are they well enough to not have to remain in the med bay? Yeah. Can they be put in the brig? 
The boyfriend brig. I mean, either way, I'm remaining on the ship. Dreg's remaining on the ship. So the bionoid's going to be secure. Oh, yeah. Is 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 Dreg... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the combat was, was like with them. Can Dreg one-on-one handle this if needed? Oh, probably. Okay, yeah. I think he intends on it. I think Conrad could handle this. Because <laughs> she's in bed and she's got shot. Yeah, she's not in good shape. Okay, okay. In that case, like, let's let's not worry about like yeah. putting her in the brig unnecessarily then. So the Snallygaster lands on Pell One. It is a moon of the gas giant Pell. It is completely devoid of naturally occurring life. It it very very much just looks like the moon as we know it here next to Earth. Um except there is a giant ship landed on its surface that is immediately apparent to all of you. I'm putting a picture in the roll twenty. Um, bam. It is a very, very, very large ship called a Man o' War. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about ship sizes before. Like the Dragonfly was the really small one for a single team. Uh, the Snallygaster was a bigger one because it has the boyfriend brig slash mech hanger. Uh, the Man o' War is like the next size up. Like a, a Dragonfly could fit inside the Snallygaster and Snallygaster could fit inside the Man o' War. That's a big ship. Yeah. In fact, it's, I mean, it's called that because it's a warship. Like they fly into battle with a bunch of them. And then when the war starts, the doors open and a bunch of fighter ships shoot out. And that's how war happens. It's, it's got like a little bug body with like a cool, like angular thing coming off the back of the head. But then the wings are like 10 times the size of the body. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very sleek uh, ship, but it has these huge, they're actually like solar sails. It has like huge uh, green bat wings on the side that kind of wrap around the whole sides, like under them and everything. And they have this weird, um, like translucent kind of coloring, which is to indicate that they're magic as well. The, the wings look like if you made a green version of the Wu Tang symbol. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh shit. I didn't notice that. Or maybe the spawn logo? <laughs> In a certain angle, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a Rorschach test for pop culture if you look at the Man of War too long. Um, but yeah, so this this ship is um, basically, it's not on the surface of Pell One. It's like hovering a little bit above it. Uh, but this seems to be where Anthony Jr. is. Um, and also the other team of elves has their, I think they also have a dragonfly because they're like a strike team. So they land on the surface and Ragnar gets out and walks over to the Snallygaster once it lands. We we're, we're gonna take lead and walk over to uh uh towards Ragnar and just gonna quickly go uh So what's your thoughts on plan of attack here? Wow <laughs> Sorry. Okay, attack plan of attack not the right word. <laughs> how, how do we wanna play this? We are not going to attack Anthony Jr. Uh first of all, we are going to call him Mr. Caravella. He does not like to be reminded of the junior thing. Uh, second, you can't call him Tony. <laughs> at your own peril. Uh, second, we are going to be very respectful. Uh, he is not like his brother lounging in front of his fire, looking at his uh, alien books and thinking thoughts about culture. He's he's going to kill you if you act up. Third, uh, do not blow our cover or we, all, or we all die. As far as he knows, I work for him. You are an adventuring crew, which I have contracted uh, to take down his brother, who is interfering with his plans. Questions? Uh, none. Zul, goodbye me. So our plan is to do this and in our process then also try to cipher information out about Noble and the pilot? I believe it's just a case of we're just trying to find out where, we, where we're going next. 
You know he commissioned the Maxwell's thing. the W seven M. So he he knows he knows what's up. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the, the, the man of war sends a shuttle down to pick you guys up. Uh, Dreg stays behind as the rest of the bastards and Ragnar get on the shuttle to go up to the man of war. Um, man, what's juicier if we talk if we see Dreg uh, doing his stuff first or the party? I really want to know what Dreg does. Yeah, Dreg, what are you up to? Dregory. <laughs> so Dreg's going to wait about, you know, 10, 15 minutes uh, to, to make sure that mm. everything is uh, under control. He's going to set the sensors on the ship to alert him uh, of any approaching vessels for the return trip. And then he's going to stroll down to the med bay. I swear to God. All right. <laughs> I knew this was going to go bad, but I have no reason in character to stop you. <laughs> That's so true. Just it, just to confirm, is there anyone else on the ship? Or is it just Dragon? The, like, did Objectivist and Big Star and everybody else come with Big us? I assume Big Star's still on the ship, I assume. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. Just, yeah. just clarifying the elements. Proceed. Yep. All right. <laughs> Proceed. So, um... Uh, yeah, so there's a bed. There's enough room for a chair, as was previously established. So Dreg's going to come and sit down next to the bionoid. Mm-hmm. Not going to make noise, you know, not certainly not avoiding it being known that there's a presence in the room, and he'll just sit and wait to be acknowledged. All right, so you sit down uh, next to the hospital bed, and there's a very artistic shot of you sitting there as the machines beep, and there's this slow, like, that pumping sound you always hear in hospital rooms. And then finally, P- Pearl speaks up and says, Have you come to finish the job? I suppose that depends on you. I suppose so. Do you know who I am? She looks at you and says, Yes. I see. And when you return to Vinny, what will you tell him of what you've seen? Let's be honest. You're not going to let me go back to Vinny. That depends on you. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw your team get ambushed in the bar by little Tony's men. I saw that you dragged yourself out there, barely able to survive, and were picked up by a passing crew of adventurers, who, upon healing you, dropped you off on Gloria. So you just want to run away from this? Pretend it didn't happen? I am not interested in their dispute. Vinny was right about you. I thought it was an exaggeration. You really are a coward, Dreg Caravella. I fucking (gasps) guessed it like 10 minutes ago. I'm so smart. Yeah, there was that there was that whole thing that was mentioned previously of another caravella that mysteriously shrouded and none of us know anything about. 
Uh, I have to say, usually when people send me their character sheets, I upload them to like the Patreon or wherever uh, unedited. But for the first time in Dice Funk history, I did cut a little bit out, which was, uh, Conrad, do you want to read what your character sheet says in the name section? Uh, Dreg, a.k.a. Dreg Caravella. And it always has since the first episode. <laughs> yup. Ha! Huh. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. <laughs> All right, so we'll leave that there. The team on the shuttle ar- arrives at the Man of War. You guys walk through the hangar bay. You see that the ship is fully staffed with a wide array of different species. You know, Vinny only works with aliens, but Anthony does not give a shit. So there are humans, there are elves, there are rastipedes, there are just every single thing you have seen in the universe here, and probably some you haven't. Uh, whatever, whoever's the best, that's all he cares about. And you guys are led up to uh, kind of the captain's quarters. However, Anthony is not your usual captain. I would say it's instead of having his captain's chair, it's more of a throne, really. Oh, lovely. Uh, he is a human, but you may be forgiven for not noticing that immediately because he cuts a much larger silhouette. He is wearing armor, uh, like full body armor that makes him appear like much much bigger i'm using a space marine from warhammer 40k as the image like large yeah (laughs) and he has like this crew cut and he has his face is all scarred up he is like just a very military looking kind of guy he has two uh, guns on either side of his throne slash pilot's chair they look like 50 cal machine guns the kind of things that are like mounted on jeeps uh, but they're just sitting there on either side of his throne like he could just pick them up and dual wield them if he so felt inclined. That's the kind of person he is right now. And he sees you come in. Uh, Ragnar just like dips out of the room, basically. He's like not gone, gone, but he just doesn't want to be in his boss's line of sight. Um, and Anthony Jr. says, Neil. Um... The captain's going to kneel and say, um, it's a pleasure to be in your presence, Mr. Caravella. No need for any of the fancy talking. We're all soldiers here. Did the rest of you kneel? Yes. Uh, it takes a moment because I have a bad knee, but mm. yeah. <laughs> Do you? I thought it was your back. Wasn't it your back? Yeah, but she's had uh, bad muscles in her legs since she was a kid. Okay. Uh, so the, the team kneels before Anthony Caravella Jr., And he says, my men tell me that you helped out against Vinny's ambush. We walked into the middle of something we weren't entirely sure what was, but we did our best to be on the right side of it. You chose correctly. My brother is a a soft man. So it's a lot of posturing, is it, from, uh, that seems about right. We both had a lot to live up to. Our father ruled Markov less like a king and more like a father to everyone. He was the conduit of safety and everyone felt safe around him. When he passed, we were expected to fill in and give everyone those same feelings. I'm not ashamed to say I never lived up to them. My brother, he's the conduit of invincibility. Nothing can touch him, and it's made him weak. He spends his days in pursuit of 
exotic knowledges and foreign music and film and whatever pleasures can interest him. And I, as the conduit of vulnerability, have taken every step to ensure that no one can threaten me. I believe I understand. Um, having to work for things makes you value what you have and make damn well sure you're not going to lose it. And that is a respectable quality, Mr. Caravella. I'm glad you understand. Mm. Captain Melbeck, you don't know that Dreg is Caravella Jr. No, no. But... You under you you know that Drake worked for him, and you think maybe you're starting to see the shape of his psychology. Yeah, because <laughs> if he worked for this guy, who's a hundred percent do what I say or I'll fucking kill you, and he felt comfortable here, the reason why maybe he wasn't thrilled with your leadership is like making a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot of that dynamic makes a lot more sense now, and. Let, let's say we had had this meeting before everything had gone down. Things might have been a bit smoother in that whole <laughs> understanding what was going on with drag department. Yeah. In fact, I'd say this right now. I think the, the realization hits you like a ton of bricks. It was never about you, Captain Melbeck. Oh, yeah, no. It was... Out of like out of character, clearly was never about drag. It was like there was something else previous going on that like, yeah. Yeah. I was not seeing a full picture. <laughs> absolutely. So that's very good. And me and Conrad have been absolutely fucking <laughs> tearing our hair out over the last like month. Being like, no, you're fine, Melbeck. You're great. It's Dreg who's fucking traumatized. <laughs> oh, I, here's the thing. Again, out of character, I'm like, I'm sure Dreg's got some trauma. But like, Mel Melbeck is a leader who just wanted to be like... Mm Friend, friend to some cool space people, and then was suddenly like, "Oh shit, I gotta be a boss and stuff." I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Everyone's dying all the time. Gotta stop that one. Mm -hmm. uh, so Anthony says, "What do you expect from this meeting?" Actually, uh, Mister Caravella, sir, we've been looking into the death of someone that we believe was working for you. Uh, his name was Noble. Does the bird speak for you, Captain? She does. I, I apologize that she's spoken um, perhaps out of turn, but yes, she 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 does uh, speak for us. We, we, we believe someone that was working for you may be dead, and uh, Ames might have, might have lined up in this regard. Perhaps you can be useful. I sense you have many questions for which I have the answers. And that way we can be useful to each other. But first, you must be useful to me. In what way do you require us to be useful? Noble, in order to do his work, hired a pilot to take him here to Pell One to investigate some old Rygar settlement beneath the surface of this moon. After Noble's passing, I employed that pilot to retrace those steps and take a team of my men back down to find whatever secrets Noble required to do his work. But neither the pilot nor my men have returned. How much 
of where they went are you aware of? This moon is desolate. You cannot breathe. You cannot seek shelter from the elements. As soon as your air envelope depletes its power, you will asphyxiate and die, forgotten and alone. That is what awaits those trapped in the tunnels below the surface. And my team and the pilot have been gone for several days already. Uh, out of character, how long can an air envelope last? It runs on your metabolism, so generally, like, however long it takes you to die of thirst. Okay, so, like, they might be alive still, but, like, clock's ticking. Yeah, and it's a good thing you went here first, because consequences are real. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, the air, the air envelope accelerates metabolism, so it's actually probably a little less, but it's cutting it close. And he says, retrieve my men, the pilot, and whatever materials noble needed to complete my project and i will answer whatever questions you have it sounds this sounds like an arrangement that works for both of us uh thank you very much mr caravella dismissed and breathe <laughs> uh so yeah you guys leave the throne room <laughs> slash pilots or slash captain's quarters. Uh, Ragnar rejoins you outside, looking visibly nervous because any mis misspoke word could give him away and have you all riddled with bullets and dumped on the moon here. <laughs> um, and he's going to walk you back to Snallygaster. But meanwhile, Dreg. Yes? <laughs> Pearl has just revealed she knows who you are. I have made agreements. Those require this ship. To remain safe. You are making my ship unsafe. Then do something about it, coward. <sighs> I don't want to kill her. <laughs> I'd really rather not. Yeah. You had to make her the conduit of professionalism. It's not like, not like I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I mean, she can't go back to Vinny. And I'm not sure that I can convince the... He's going to stand up. This is not my decision. And he's just going to walk out and leave her there. Was anybody else holding their breath? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh... All right, so I guess the team reconvenes on the Snallygaster. Uh, Ragnar is there, and he says, uh, I would go with you, but uh, the tunnels beneath the surface are a suicide mission, and I do not want to die. So I'm not going to go because I will live up here and not down there. Um, kind of cowardly for a police officer, but okay. <laughs> Wait, hold uh, on. I'm, I'm, sh I, I'm sure Mr. Caravello would be... Delighted to hear that you don't want to go. Uh, <laughs> don't want to go help save his crew, wouldn't he? Uh, man, there's so much to unpack there, Chris. Oh. <laughs> also, you owe me for shooting me in the leg. You would threaten my entire operation because you want one more person to fall in a crevice and die. <laughs> well, <I'm> yes. 
just pointing out if you're going to be selfish about your life. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I will go with you if that is the price of your silence. I'm just telling you <laughs> that this is not a hike through some scenic mountains. You are going inside of a moon, which has never had any permanent, permanent settlements and which is not hospitable to anthropomorphic life. And you are going to squeeze through tiny tunnels and over yawning chasms into the interior of this moon and some of you are not going to come back and having one more person in there is not going to help uh, is it not is is it not helpful to have additional people when doing what is admittedly a deathly mission <laughs> I mean out of character I don't okay so I don't know if any of you have ever gone spelunking before but have you ever seen the movie The Descent yeah that's what he's. That's what you're being asked to do. If you haven't seen the descent, please stop this podcast and go watch the descent. Here's, here's the thing, Austin. I'm I'm in this weird position where I'm like I can, I've gone down a rabbit hole now. I can tell out of character like you 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 want want him to not be here for for this mission, but like I I mm-hmm. I feel like the captain at least would be pushing like but 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 yeah though don't drop this all on us. Listen, if you want to make a if you want to make a persuasion check to get Ragnar into the tunnels with you, you knock yourself out. I'm just that. Nah, it's it's fine. If he's gonna be a coward, he can be a coward. I'll just hold it over him later. I am police. It is the most dangerous job in the world. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, h- how about this? Um, okay. At least if I'm going to risk my death and you're not coming along, go on. Just one one smooch in case I don't come back. Go on. <laughs> Are you serious right now? <laughs> sort of half joking, but like the in, the original re- meeting Ragnar, where she was hoping to find someone to smooch anyway, so she's throwing it out. <laughs> um, holy shit! I did not see that coming. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> um, comedy podcast. Yeah. Right. It's better than depressing, like, everyone's got secrets and is sad talk. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Meanwhile, on the ship. <laughs> anyway, anyway, continuing, let's go do the mission thing, and or we should probably get back on the ship and, and get Dreg. Yeah, I think, yeah, so everyone gathers back together. I don't know, does do Ragnar and Captain Melvag smooch? This is the height of drama. Forget about Dreg and his fucking family. Oh, yeah, I was, seriously. I was fine to just, like, not answer that question and move on, but if you're curious, Austin... Oh, no. We all want to know. <laughs> if this was an HBO show, which is often how I picture our adventures, like, you say, how about a smooch? And he he has a look on his face, like, considering it, and then it just cuts to Dreg walking outside. Like, we, just, <laughs> we do leave that unanswered for now. That's my that's my headcanon, unless you want to go. I, I, I'm okay with this. All right. So Dreg joins the rest of the crew. If you guys want to talk about anything before you go down into the descent. Before we go, uh, Sasha is going to pull Olivia aside privately. Okay. Hey, bitch. <laughs> no, I don't say hey, bitch. Um, Hello to you too. <laughs> hey, so I know things have been like weird. And we might die in this weird cave tunnel thing. But I just want to say, since it hasn't been said, I really, really appreciate your presence here and what you're doing for objectivists in, like, I guess, all of the galaxy. It's just, I don't know what we would do without you, so I just want you to know. 
You can't say it like that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because that betrays your out of character. No, knowledge. I know that purposely, but I just want you to know we really appreciate what you're doing here. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We don't often get thanks for our work, so in return, I want to note that I greatly appreciate everything you do to the crew. Uh, we'd be dead several times over if not for you. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> I like how I, I like how Adler said did to the crew. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I appreciate it every time you threw chicken nuggets at us. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you guys are ready, there's like a kind of small... There's got to be a way to talk about what I want to happen without referencing the descent again, <laughs> because it's just the descent. Uh, before we before we deal with this chasm, I actually have just realized I've got, a, I've got a question that I need to answer, I suppose, before we go on this mission. Yeah. Is drag coming with us? Because obviously... Mm, there is the question of, A, does that leave anyone looking after our prisoner? And B, at, just out of character, I don't know. Does Dreg come along or is the the worry of being recognised an issue? Because he's been recognised by one of Vinny's people already? They're not here. Like, it's just us going to do this. So I'm, I'm more concerned about the size of the crack. Same. Aren't we... <laughs> it is a huge crack. Huge crack. Um, isn't the whole point we're going down there to go and find some of Vinny's people? Uh, so, so yeah, that's, um, no, that's that's true. Yeah, he would probably remain behind for yeah, this. Yeah, consi considering some of the Caravello's people are down there and if found alive will see Drag, is Drag still going along? Yeah, he would not go to retrieve Vinny's men. Anthony. Or Anthony, I'm sorry, he would not go to retrieve Anthony. Sorry, yeah, I've, I've been making that mistake right. a second ago, yeah. Uh, also, all this name stuff is 100% on Conrad. He wrote all that, so <laughs> I'm not taking any credit for You guys get confused over the brothers. It's him, it's him, it's him. No, 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 it's fine. So Smoke bomb. <laughs> um, so is Dreg giving any further explanation as to why he's not coming on the go down the crack to rescue the Caravello Associates mission? No, it's pretty clear. I mean, if if you want to like encourage him to do that, we could discuss it. But he's not going to offer further justification at this point. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to clarify those things before we yeah. go, because like when when you initially said you were go you were going on the mission, I was like, uh, but uh, yeah, though. All right, so Drake's not going with no. Okay, <laughs> Conrad's having a chill episode, not being involved in the plot. I am. Well, he he dropped the biggest like plot bomb of the episode so far, so yeah, I'm good. He did his work. <laughs> so I guess what we're gonna do now is follow the bastards as they go over to where there's this hole in the ground. Um, there's a lot of different ways we can visualize this without referencing the film The Descent, but I don't know any of them. So it's a big scary hole. It's a big scary hole, yeah, and it's like only slightly bigger than. Uh, Dreg would have been if he wanted to come with because I wasn't going to not let him come with. Actually, you know what? Retroactively, now the hole's smaller. Fuck you, Dreg. Uh, <laughs> no Dreg's allowed. No Dreg's allowed. Um, but it's it's a pretty small hole. It's claustrophobic. It's going to be scary squeezing in there. And then you're going to have to descend down into Pell 1 to find the pilot that Noble hired. Now you know what Noble hired the pilot for, which is to come out here. Yeah, I mean, he's really just screwed the rest of you because you'd have had a whole lot more space if he'd kept it drag size. Yeah, uh, I'm fine. Uh, just, just as a bit of flavor, I think uh, the captain is trying to go through these small holes first because I, being a hippo lady, she is the 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 biggest of the crew. So it's like, ah, if she can get through, everyone's fine. If she can't, everyone like 
everyone but her is fine, so it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, let's make some uh, dexterity saving throws, I think. Ooh, ooh I'm, I'm good at dexterity. Just dexterity? Unless you have a better... Oh, acrobatics. Acrobatics. That was... Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, 18 on dexterity. Melbeck killed it. There's a reason why I'm the dancing hippo from Fantasia in <laughs> Roll20. <laughs> I rolled a 10. I rolled a 7. <laughs> All right, so the team succeeds, although Adler does get stuck for a little bit, which is funny because she's like the skinny hipster chick. How how do we talk? What is it just your fucking stethoscope gets caught on a rock? What did you I'm do? Just, I'm just very bad at moving, so it hurts to move a lot of the time. Okay. It's like yoga class for somebody with joint pains where you're like, ow, this sucks at first. It's eventually supposed to get better, I think, but ow, this sucks at first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do any of you have dark vision? I don't remember uh, let me double check i didn't put it on my sheet but eric uh, was my no i can't see in the dark yeah so there's a joke in D that basically everyone but humans get dark vision uh except for everyone chose to play like an exotic race this season so we have <laughs> inadvertently found ourselves in like the one untenable position for this mission which is funny i'm gonna make a dm ruling here that even though you do not take dark vision because our air cockers don't get it naturally i'm an owl that's yes what i was gonna say yeah. was that owls absolutely 100 percent do it would break fiction for that not to be true yeah so it's not on your sheet but we are retroactively deciding you have dark vision what about fish <laughs> absolutely not it, fish have to be able to see like down under the water where there's no light aren't fish bad at seeing it says i'm amphibious can amphibious mean seeing dark <laughs> <laughs> Hippos have to see through muddy water. <laughs> you know that's not how that works. I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> I I know that's not how it works, but also like I have to try. So you don't. All right. Can I roll for dark vision? <laughs> no, I'm the boss now. <laughs> Why? Okay, fine. Why are you making this so difficult. <laughs> I, I I I like the thought that like the person who's trying to go through these holes first isn't the one who can see in the dark. So like mm-hmm. may, maybe Sasha is pointing out a hole and Captain Melbeck is just like kind of blindly jumping in that direction. All right. So I think uh, Sasha has to lead the pack as the only person with dark vision. And I don't know if you guys like hold hands or tie yourselves together. What's funnier? Oh, let's hold hands. <laughs> okay. Let, let, let's hold hands. All right. Sasha, you're the captain now. I need you to really fucking... Buckle down and look me in the eyes as I DM you through this, all right? All right. So how do you explore these caves and tunnels? The descent. <laughs> well, Sorry. I can see, which is cool. <laughs> and I feel like I should roll a survival, right? To look for signs of tracks and shit. Please do. Uh, I rolled another 10. Uh, that's okay. So I will say you see uh, some boot marks in here because people did come down before you. Uh, there is apparently Anthony Caravella's crew and the pilot uh, that went missing from the Adventurer's Guild. You know now that the Caravellas grabbed him. Uh, Anthony said employed, but he said it in a way to imply kidnapping. Um, so that's where he is. Um, so you follow this down. But with a 10, you could have more situational awareness, I'll say. I... D- detect magic. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna try to detect magic. Mm. Are the air envelopes magic? The air envelopes are a technology, but I do like this. is an interesting choice. So you're. So I'll, I'll break in in a second. Why, what do you guys talk about while you're holding hands and walking through this tunnel? You're following Sasha. She has the boot prints, so she's fine for now. What do you guys talk about? 
in my mind, we were going to Fortnite dance the entire way down the uh, the tunnels, so I probably shouldn't add you, anything. You, you can't, because you need both your hands free to Fortnite dance. You can't Fortnite dance while holding hands, silly. We intermittently switch in and out. Don't you know anything about Fortnite dancing? I feel so old. Get watching TikTok compilations of Fortnite dances. That's what all the cool kids do. No, Dr. Adler's a hipster. She only plays sweary 65 games. <laughs> I play the culling, yeah, so that's my battle royale game of choice. So on the way down, um, the captain's gonna just... I, I feel like I should ask, ask you all while we're, while we're here. Is, is there a line we want to set now that, like, this is the line of we, we back out of being nice to uh, our, our big friend upstairs? Do you mean Anthony? As in, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, get. No, oh, sorry. I, I, I got it yeah. from for a moment. I thought it was like, are we, are we gonna kill Drake? I'm so confused as to what that. I get it. No. Now. Uh, to, to clear up what I was asking, I suppose is, um, we're currently just doing everything Anthony Caravello says because, like, to not cause problems. But I, I suppose the question is like, let's say Tony Caravello is going to decide to kill the pilot because the pilot put his crew at rest by not bringing them back up safely, or something like that. Is is there a line at which we step in, or do we keep our cover and get out okay? Uh, well, I would assume that if we find the pilot alive, we can ask the pilot for questions and be done with it. We're not actually going to do work for the Caravellas. Yeah. They're just a means to get this location. We could technically be done with them completely now if we want. In, well, in in theory, we can just hopefully find these people alive, bring them back up, and then get our answers and be on our way. But also, these are... I get the feeling this is maybe not a man that you permanently walk away from, as is often the way with big, with big crime people. I am of the notion that... We're done with the caravellas for any intensive purposes right now. If we find the noble alive, that's fine. That's great. If the other people that are with him want to return to Anthony Caravella, then that's something to broach as that moment kind of happens. Are, are you suggesting getting answers from the pilot and then not dealing with actually going back to yeah Caravello to get the answers from him? Yeah, couldn't we just send the crew back like, okay, go home. And then we book it. Only question there is, is he gonna get funny if we get our information not from him and then just run away and don't talk to him? Is that gonna be like, ah, that was a mighty mysterious and suspicious thing that these people that I trusted with my information have done? Did he trust us? It sounds like he's just making us do his dirty work for him. He's making us do his dirty work for him, but he's already given us, like, the information that, like... Okay, there is something under this planet that very specifically is what uh, Noble was working on. Like he's he's shown a degree of trust. I mean, he would have gotten the job done basically for free because he didn't really give us much of anything. Yeah, it it. I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate of. I I maybe will see uh, approach this conversation again when we've got Drag in the party, but it's just a question that I've got. There is. Is it wise to skip out on a on a planned conversation with crime person? We'll send a lovely thank you note. My professional opinion is fuck the caravellas. 
Uh, my professional opinion is fuck the caravellas, but do so in a way that doesn't leave them really angry about how you fucked them. <laughs> <laughs> Use lube with the caravellas is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I- I'm saying like, have a good mutual situation where you both walk away and go, that was a good fuck that happened and not, oh, you <laughs> fucked me, that was bad. This is way funnier if you've been picturing Vinnie Caravella as Vinnie Caravella from Giant Bomb, as I have been. Which I didn't even, I it just found, I just realized that there was a Giant Bomb person. Oh, I 100% thought about making every person in the organization named after a different Giant Bomb staffer, and then I realized that was creepy as hell. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just realized that like a week or two ago, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So, Too late. Yeah. But point point being, I am on I'm agreed with the rest of the team on the plan of let's deal with with the caravellas as little as possible. I'm not entirely sold yet on don't go back to have that conversation before leaving. Alright, so you guys are having this conversation and you're walking through a dark tunnel and nothing much is happening. It's just a dark tunnel, and you would actually just have as- asphyxiated an hour ago if it weren't for your air envelopes. Uh, but then suddenly, from your from a tunnel you're not taking because there's no tracks, uh, Sasha, you see a blinding flash of magic. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Hmm. It's extremely powerful. It's hard to look at directly, but you try, and you see inside of this magic, which no no one else in the party can see. This is not like um light, right? It's just magic. There are two unstaring red eyes peering at you from inside of this vortex of incredibly bright, powerful magic, and bright only in the sense of your detect magic. Like it's looking at me? Like it sees me? Absolutely. It's staring daggers into your soul, but no one else can see it. Hey, guys. (laughs) Uh, Funny story. Just saw a big magic explosion, and there's some spooky eyes, and they totally see us. It's totally cool. Everybody stop. And they're gone. Oh, they're gone? Mm-hmm. I am of the opinion that interesting is worth investigating. Uh, yeah, I had an idea. Um, it may be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I have a spell I haven't gotten to use yet called non-detection. Mm-hmm. I can cast it on myself or somebody else, and maybe one of us will go investigate while being undetectable, just in case there is a spooky thing there. Mm-hmm. I'll go. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't split the party. Especially since only one member of the party can see. Yeah. Oh, don't, that's don't, true. don't leave us with no ability to know about the eyeballs or the magic or the tracks or where we are. So there's one thing I can do. I still haven't used my uh, biotic detection mm-hmm. this arc yet. So I can use that to detect movement. Mm-hmm. So I could do this from right here, but if I'm trying to scout ahead, I want to let everyone know I have a negative one to stealth and disadvantage on it. So <laughs> I'm not the best one to be doing that. I'm going to do it. I want to go. <sighs> well, hold on. Before we do that, I want to expend my biotic sphere. So if we saw that the Sasha says she saw giant eyes, uh, I want to try to see if there's actually anything physically moving that would accompany that. So in a hundred foot radius around myself i want to detect anything that's moving 
So Dr. Adler, God, you guys, you have no idea how these random applications of powers are coming together for shit off screen. Like, oh, I'm just going to move through some tunnels. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to reveal all this shit going on in the background. Um, <laughs> so you use detect motion and you detect absolutely zero motion from the direction she saw the eyes from. Nothing. There is no there is no movement. Then nothing, 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 nothing is there physically. In the direction that you guys were following tracks in, you detect the motion of rocks falling in to a giant chasm uh, because there was a, some kind of there was a sinkhole collapse up ahead and you guys absolutely would have fallen in and died. OK, so I am able to let the party know then that in that direction, there is a giant sinkhole in which we would die if we followed the tracks. Cool. And there's no other motion in there then. So it's not like that's where the survivors went and they fell in and they're still alive. If they're in there, they're dead at this point. Cool. Okay. So I double checked non-detection and I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I For some reason, I thought it worked like invisibility, except better. That's invisibility. That's invisibility. <laughs> uh, so I just can't be seen by magic. Well, that's solely how these eyes have interacted with you thus far. So <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to cast it on myself. Because why the fuck not? Yeah, like maybe if we can get some strings so we can follow you at a distance. Yeah, we have our 30 feet of rope, right? Yeah. (laughs) Every adventuring party always has 30 feet of rope. (laughs) Not the rope. (laughs) (laughs) If every D&D campaign is cursed by this 100 feet of rope they get in their adventurer's kit. If if not, like (laughs) hippos are pretty big. We'll like cast and like like spiral strips off of um like the base of Captain Melbeck's shirt and we'll just turn that into a big rope. Nash has got a crop top, it's fine. My first exposure to D&D was I think Chris was like live streaming a campaign where his character like went through a portal and got, and they let, just let him and he got eaten by zombies. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, Saeed. <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely love when this kind of stuff happens. <laughs> Um, so do you guys, you guys create a makeshift rope instead of using your adventurer's rope because of... Because if we don't, then we're going to be like, well, we all use our 100 feet of rope, and then we're going to find a 50-foot gap, and we're going to try to be like, well, I'll use my 50-foot rope to get us down here, and you use your 50-foot rope to go... I can't do it, Austin. <laughs> For superstitious reasons, you don't use your rope, <laughs> dorks. Um, so, Sasha, where are you going? I'm going to go down the eye tunnel. Uh, so you, you follow this tunnel that had these red eyes peering at you from inside of some kind of overwhelming magic you get to a fork in this tunnel once again there's no more tracks you've left the tracks behind and you see down one of the tunnels a huge magical singularity with piercing blood red eyes staring at you i'm gonna go for it all right you follow the tunnel the eyes disappear again and you have found a tunnel which connects to the one you were following before it caved in and the tracks are back. Fuck yeah. Okay, let's go. Follow those tracks. Should I roll investigation to see if I notice anything else? Yes. <laughs> Lauren practically DMs herself. Oh no, I only rolled a three. All right, so you are walking. Okay, so you're walking along this tunnel. You're like, oh, the tracks are back. Uh, and then you're following them, you're following them, you're following them. You're looking down. Uh, you're like, okay, so there's like, what, four people wearing military boots. And then there's the pilot who's wearing these kind of nicer shoes. And then you realize you've almost stepped into into a pit full of like sharp stalactites. You're about to just eat shit. 
and f- get fucking impaled by a thousand. Is it stalagmites or stalactites? I'm, if I fuck this up, no one will ever let me forget it. Stalactites are on the ceiling. Tights hang down from the ceiling and look like tights. Okay, so mites. There are mites down there. Uh, at which point, there is a blast of wind and magic. And you hear a f- the flapping of wings and you are pushed back onto your butt, Sasha. Oh, cool. Um, can I see what did that? No, it's gone. Well, that's fun. How big is this pit? Can, like, people jump over it safely? Um, it, yeah. Uh, athletics checks. Oh, God. Uh, mm, how is my athletics? Um... Oh, mine is also bad. <laughs> you can fly! What are you talking oh, about? Oh, I can fly. I'm good. I don't have to roll athletics, do I? Oh, my lord. I am going to give both Adler and Malbec a D8 inspiration. Yeah, barred it up. Because he fills on a short rest now. Do I use that now, or do I roll my plus one and see what happens? I'm rolling a plus one. 14. All right, uh, so... Sasha, you fly over the pit of stalagmites? Of course. All right, Captain Melbeck is going to take a running jump, but you're tied to Dr. Adler. So Dr. Adler, either you get dragged into the the pit or you jump as well. Uh, I have a negative two to this, so it's not going to get any better. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend a spell slot. I'm going to cast Levitate on myself. Ideal. <laughs> so I'll just get pulled across. You just like a a, a nice helium balloon. (laughs) I do love that. Melbeck's running. She's a huge hippo lady. She's doing her Olympic long jump. You're just getting dragged. And right as you go over the lip of the pit, you just like snap your fingers and you're just floating. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. D&D is sometimes good. Um, All right. So the party makes it over. 14's enough. We got a flyer and a levitator and you guys are on the other side of the spike pit. All right. I'm going to keep following the the tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, want to find these these tracks? I'm I'm curious. All right, so you follow the tracks in more. Uh, everyone, perception check. Crit. Nice. Thirteen. Good job. I'm very proud of that. Uh, mm, three. It's not a botch though. So. The team passes and we got a crit. So here's a couple of things you notice. Sasha, first, uh, there was a person impaled on the stalagmites back there. They almost made it. They were kind of at the edge. So they tried to jump and they failed and they were impaled and they died. Oops. Um, also, I'm imagining you guys trying to jump in the dark now and it's extremely good. Like Sasha's just like, all right, three, two, one, jump. And it's just. <laughs> the, the best part of that jump is like two. Th- the, I had to jump without being able to see where I was landing. So the captain was just like, gonna die, gonna die, gonna die. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, So here's the thing you notice. There are fewer tracks now, uh, Sasha. So you know one person died from the stalagmites. So you think maybe someone got crushed in that cave-in that you avoided? Okay. Um, it's like their party is being dwindled uh, to get hmm. to this point. Um, But as you come you're, with a crit, you notice up ahead there is a... Um, there is a trail of blood up ahead. Let's follow it. (laughs) Um, all right. You follow it. Um. Oh, no, I shouldn't have followed it. No, it's fine. We we had to follow it. You follow it deeper into these tunnels and you find yourself in what looks like an abandoned town square. Like there was a small village in here. Um, there's like buildings, like small rudimentary buildings made out of stone that have collapsed. There's like a little, um, 
a kind of table someone would like hand stuff out from it's collapsed uh there is uh personal effects bags and stuff scattered here um there is some writing in a language you can't read on some of the buildings and effects um you follow this tunnel down into where the pilot and the crew went they were trying to find this place and you have arrived okay I'm going to roll history to see if I recognize this from any of my library books. Ooh. Yeah. 12. 20. Uh, botch. Oops. Oh, no. Nope. So the, the party fails and we have a botch. So, Captain Melbeck. Uh, actually, Laura, why don't you tell me your bad idea for what's going on here? This will be funnier than me just giving you wrong information. Okay. So can you repeat what, what information we do have so that I can formulate my bad idea? Uh, so Noble the Rygar was commissioned mm-hmm. by Anthony Caravella Jr. to make something. He's a sculptor. And in order to do that, Noble said, I'm going to need a pilot to go to Pell 1. And they went here. And then they went home. Noble died? And then the pilot was kidnapped by Anthony and told to go back to where they went, which is here. And 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 this place it has what, what, what's down in this place again? It looks like a small abandoned village. Like people lived here. They don't anymore. This is the afterlife. <laughs> we have stumbled upon the afterlife. <laughs> this is where Noble is now. Noble, Noble died. And, and Noble was researching the afterlife. What a coincidence. Ended up dying on the way home and getting back to where he was looking for. Heaven is a small abandoned village in the center of the moon. We've solved it. We've cracked yeah. it. Thank you, Captain Melbeck. Is, is that a botch-worthy idea? <laughs> this is where Silent Hill is. All right. So you guys are in this small abandoned village, which Captain Melbeck is convinced is heaven or hell. She's not. She wasn't clear. Maybe. Maybe there's no difference to GIF. It's it's both. It depends whether you live on the nice side or the like the bad side of the subterranean village. Um. All right. You follow the trail of blood, Sasha to uh, what used to be a building. The roof is gone. And, and you find that there is an unconscious uh, dwarf in here. And he has bandages all, all around his head. It seemed like he got hit in the head with something. He's unconscious. I don't know, medicine. Oh, I crit. What? Come on. <laughs> your I'm a doctor crit. now. That's the second crit of the evening. Be, share your crits. All right. So with, uh, with your crit you know that this person is stable they're not in any danger of dying but they did they have a concussion and it would be dangerous to move or bother them right now uh it appears they got hit by a rock uh when part of the uh, the the tunnel caved in this is a very dangerous place a bunch of the team died on the way here and the ones that survived were injured so that's why they haven't returned see i told you the reason why there are very very injured people here is because we're in the afterlife they all died this is where they are (laughs) So, uh, as you guys are talking about that, you hear a voice from behind you say, Hold it right there, Sonny Jim. <laughs> you hold it. No, you hold it. Why? You can't talk back to me. Do you know who I am? Uh, no, because you said hold it, so I didn't turn around. <laughs> Do you turn around? Yeah, I'm going to turn around. Uh, you see there is an elderly gif. Oh. Uh, the hippo uh, person that... Captain Melbeck is. This gif uh, has on a military uniform and he's holding two duckfoot pistols. Do you know what duckfoot pistols are? No. Give me a second and I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to go on the wiki uh, for it specifically. <laughs> the duckbill pit wiki. Uh. 
Austin, thankfully, you confirmed that they cannot see in the dark. Oh. Gif cannot see in the dark. Oh, boy. That's a gun. Describe for the audience the Duckfoot pistol. Triple gun. It's like four, it's like four guns that are spread out over one gun. <laughs> yes, he has two of them, and they are pistols which end in a bunch of barrels. It, it looks fake. I swear to God, these are real and people I, used them. It, it's, what, what if a gun was a trident? <laughs> <laughs> what if a gun was a trident? Poseidon's gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has two of those, and he is wearing a miner's helmet with a little flashlight on top. He, it's not very bright, so he can kind of see half of you. And he is an—he's elderly. He's like uh, the human equivalent of like sixty, maybe a little older than that. And he says, "Hey, whippersnappers!" <laughs> uh, that sounds so much like objectivist, though, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Isn't he supposed to be? Aren't the gifts British? Yeah, but I don't want to do. How do you even do an old British person? No one's ever done it before. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No. No. He's. I, I think I'm doing a very good old, old British lady is sort of where I'm going. Su- I suppose you could probably go pro- and pro- pro- probably go sort of here-ish. That's, that's a good old British man. Oh, it could sound like this though. It could too. <laughs> I'm an American swamp boy. I can't do that voice. Oh, get in the morning. We, we all just talk all over here, sort of. <laughs> go for some tea what? and trumpets, <laughs> Oh, hello, hello then. I am Hafthor Grunderson. First of his name, born of fire and brimstone, redeemer of stone, conqueror of mountains, harbinger of glory, forerunner of retribution, the permafrosted, the titanium-headed, the heavy-handed friend of centaurs. Just deeper, just deeper. Just he just gave you his, he just gave you his name. I hope you wrote that down. I <sighs> didn't write that down. I was I was too too focused on that accent. Sure Did were. Did he give a conduit? Huh? Did he give a conduit that? I heard like seven Khaleesi titles, yeah. but I didn't actually hear if he gave a conduit. Yeah, that's a good question. Anyway, he just introduced himself. He has two pistols pointed at you. Uh I will say then I'm Dr. Olivia Adler, conduit of prevention. I'm Sasha Greer, conduit of conspiracy. Hello. I'm uh, Captain Captain Melbeck, and I I apologize. I missed your name. Could you repeat that for me? <laughs> of course, love. My name is Hafthor Grunderson. First of his name, Board of Fire and Brimstone, Redeemer of Stone, Conqueror of Mountains, Harbinger of Glory, Forerunner of Retribution, the Permafrosted, the Titanium-Headed, the Heavy-Handed, and Friend of Centaurs. Thank you. I I was too. F- Who is Centaurs? Centaurs. Like horses with people. Do you mind if I call you Paul? <laughs> uh, I, are, you, are you here with the Caravello upstairs? <laughs> I have found myself shanghaied by some ruffians. And yes, of course. You'll find one of the number bleeding next to you right now, in fact. He's the pilot. Are you pro or con Caravello? <laughs> the Caravello is a is a uh, a caramel filled uh, candy. <laughs> no, that's bar. caramello. Oh, that's caramel. Right, my bad. No one on this fucking call can speak English. No, that's a professional basketball player. Actually, you're thinking oh, of fucking hell. <laughs> uh, he says, "I have no affiliation with the brigands. I've been uh, gang pressed into this operation. I'm a pilot. The most." Talented pilot in the galaxy, I'll have you know. Oh, 
Oh, were you, were you the pilot that was dealing with Noble? Of course. You haven't heard of me? No one's told you the story of Half-Thor Grunderson, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone, redeemer you know, of stone. Co- you know, <laughs> you just cut him off. Please. You know, <laughs> you know, it's entirely possible that perhaps we have heard it and we just, maybe the name just didn't stick. It's, 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 <laughs> you know, maybe I just forgot the name and, you know, it's entirely possible. Well, some of us still have our pride, Lassie. You and your simple names. How does anybody else to know your accomplishments? Where's your resume? My very existence is my resume. I live my resume every day, uh, every day, dear. I have it on a flash drive back on the ship. <laughs> I here's the thing: if 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 people don't catch your energy walking in a room and know your accomplishments, are they really accomplishments? Y'all, you have been infected by soul in there. Modesty. In a proper culture, we celebrate our accomplishments. How's this? There's not a bar in space that I don't walk into and get recognised as that gift that can drink anyone under the table. There's an accomplishment, dear. Then let him know, lass. Don't be meek. Captain drinks anyone under the table, Melbeck. I like the sound of it. <laughs> oh, that's better. Add to it and we'll see where we can get you. Uh, okay, okay. Captain drinks anyone under the table, has smooched probably more species than anyone else, Melbeck. I like it. Oh, I'm, I'm liking this. You, you, you are, mm, I am liking your company. <laughs> now, have you all come about seeing me back up to the surface, or are we just on a little bit of a hike? <laughs> <laughs> We're here to collect all of you that are left alive. It's just me and the dwarf, I'm afraid. Took a, took a right shiner from a boulder. What happened to Noble? You mean the Noble One, conduit of creation, the artist of the planet formerly known as Rygaria? Yes, him. We can... Wait, say again? (laughs) (laughs) The Noble One, conduit of creation, and the artist from the planet formerly known as Rygaria. Okay. Yes, him. Hmm. Yes, I haven't seen the lad since we parted ways. His employer was none too pleased with his disappearance and saw fit to force me at gunpoint back to this place. Can can you fill us in on what you were down here looking for? Of course, of course. Follow me. Okay. All right, so you guys are going to follow... I'm not going to say his name again. Um, deeper into this. Paul. Uh, you can't call him Paul. That guy. Uh, we'll figure that out. In the meantime, Dreg, what have you been doing this whole time? Oh, just just waiting. Just Dreg things. Yeah, nothing of, of particular importance. I mean, at some point, it he would probably go check on the patient again and see if she's changed her mind about uh, not causing him problems and this time i decide to kill her so you go back to dr adler's kind of uh medical room and you see that a pearl is sleeping and b uh jacqueline is sitting in the chair you set up and she is uh drinking a big coffee and doing some paperwork and she sees you and says "Uh, hey dreg what's up just checking on our friend oh you guys are friends now (laughs) i'm not sure Come in, Dreg. Sit down. I prefer to stand. Suit yourself, big boy. Um, so the captain's got herself caught up in some uh, business, not strictly authorized. Um, apparently, she made a deal with um, this 
Ragnar fellow. What do you know about this and what's uh, going on here? I don't know what to put in the report. This is a recent development. The captain has not seen fit to explain fully her relationship with this Ragnar. I assumed it was personal. It may be. Um, I've been trying to reach out to some contacts, and uh, apparently this Ragnar person's files are classified, which is very suspicious. Classified files for whom? For Ragnar from me? I mean, I'm the ambassador to Markov from Seoul, but I'm not, I don't have clearance into the intergalactic police. That's a different department. Odd that they would not provide you access. Not really. I mostly deal with adventurer parties and graphene trade deals and Invicta getting up to shenanigans. So every, every, every arrest and so forth isn't really run by me or anything. But um, No, but he is in your jurisdiction. He is operating in amongst your business. That's true. And this is why I'm asking you. I know that... um. You know, some of your paperwork was incomplete when you filed for your adventurer's license, but you have, um, let's say, criminal experience? I might know some people. Just between us, Dreg, your powers, your magic, is incomplete without your oath of devotion. So, you used to be devoted to something, and now you're not. <laughs> and... Well, as your superior, boss, or whatever makes you comfortable, being devoted to this crew could restore your powers. You realize that, right? Perhaps. Is that something that you're choosing not to aim for? Is it just you're giving it time and space? I can't speak for you, but... Personally, I feel like if I had the ability to access a bunch of magic and the cost was having a close group of friends, I would make more effort than you do. Roasted. Power is not a goal. Power is a thing to be wielded. I do not need power. Of course, you realize you're speaking from... A position of incredible privilege, what with being larger than 95% of sapient species, you kind of started with power, so it's a lot easier to not appreciate when I, let's let's just say I had to work for it, maybe that, uh, maybe we have a different point of view, although I found some maces that eat people, so maybe, I don't know what I'm talking about either. I paid for that power. I do not need it. What do you mean, paid? He's just going to turn and walk away. That's She's crossed a line. Hmm. <laughs> she just watches you go and then quietly says to herself, Conduit of camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have bad days. <laughs> Conduit of being a grouch. That's, that's drag. Oh, bad. <laughs> Uh, so back in the tunnels under Pell One, uh, Hafthor Grunderson, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone, redeemer of stone, conqueror of mountains, harbinger of glory, forerunner of retribution, the permafrost, the titanium, head of the heavy-handed, and friend of centaurs, leads you uh, to what Noble came down here to see, which is the abandoned Rygar settlement, which is where you are, not heaven, 
Um, after the Rhaegar's home planet was destroyed, they were scattered throughout the galaxy, and some of them came here uh, and tried to live hidden away from society. Uh, it appears that their life support systems failed. So we've talked before about how the Maxwells generate the, the power, which allows the air envelopes that cover the cities on Pell 3. Uh, without a Maxwell, uh, they tried to power a similar machine down here, and there just wasn't enough power. There wasn't enough energy. Uh, this is why people don't try stuff like this, because it's not sustainable. It failed, and they all died. Um, so you're down here, and he's leading you around, showing you the destroyed buildings, the remains of the machine, uh, the people's bodies. Uh, there's no atmosphere. There's no wind, so they're actually pretty well-preserved, mostly. They're just, they, Rygar mostly look human, so you're not like. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, yeah. Uh, and he follows, he, he leads you past this and to what appears to be some kind of small religious uh, shrine. You're not 100% sure, you're not any of you versed well in Rygar religion, to my knowledge. Uh, but he points to some inscriptions, which you may find interesting. Inscriptions, I don't know if that's the right word, murals, pictograms, hieroglyphics. Uh, there are some interesting pictures here in this shrine. Um, in fact, I'm going to say there are three specifically you find very interesting. The first one is a very big picture of a slug. My boys. Boys. Underneath that slug, there is a picture of a humanoid slug, if that makes sense. So like two arms, two legs, head, body. Like a slug man? Yeah, like, like a man made of slug material. Once again, this is kind of crude, rudimentary hieroglyphics. Um, but you get the sense that this thing is very large and it's under the big slug. And then there's a third picture under that big slug man, which is a smaller, like you get the feeling like human sized, per, uh, more human than slug, more more person than slug, more Rygar than slug, right? More, more humanoid, uh, but it still has some slug features and it has uh, no fingers. Like its arms are kind of straight and the pictures are too rudimentary to really understand, but... Um, I'm going to say that like this is Maxwell Prime, Maxwell, Maxwell Secondary, and Maxwell Tertiary, or what I'm going to call these three pictures. Okay. Um, and you see that. They're in a kind of descending order. That makes sense. I get it. <laughs> is there like an investigation I could do to try to parse together yeah. some of this information? Religion. Religion, eh? Uh, well, sure. that tells us something already. <laughs> 16. I crit failed. Come on, Chris. Whoops. Well, you stole all the crits. I did. The question, I suppose, is can I can I crit to even it out? 15. We got a 15, a crit, and a botch. No, it's a 15, a 16, and a botch. Ah, yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, this is actually, I think, the most interesting and the, maybe the most important role of this season thus far. So the team succeeds, so I'm going to give you something good. But Olivia botches, and so she's going to become convinced of something else. Cool. Is, oh, is it that we're in the afterlife? Yes. No. Uh, so you guys look at this, and you understand that these, are th these three pictures represent different kinds of Maxwell. They're not just the big slug. You don't know if they turn into the smaller forms, or if they're like, like the life cycle. Does that make sense? Like hmm. a baby, a teen, and a grown-up? Maybe, yeah. You're not 100% sure because you guys didn't smash it. You got a 15 and a 16. But you understand that these are different kinds of Maxwells and that the Rygar mm. uh, held them in special reverence. They're important to the Rygar. Um, and you understand... Um, 
Oh no, are they gods and I killed them? <laughs> That's not going to make any sense if you only listen to this season. Um, listen to other seasons, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the thing you understand, is that they, are, they were somehow involved in the destruction of the Rygar's home planet. Huh. The story you've heard about it being an artistic display is a lie they tell people so they don't have to tell them the truth. They got slugged. M- maybe. Uh, Dr. Adler, a thing with a botch that you are convinced of is that this means there are still Maxwell's out there. The slugs may be dead, but there are smaller versions and you have to get your hands on one because that's how you solve the illithid, the illithid food problem. They don't have brains. You know that you've been inside one, but they, they break the laws of physics and create more energy than they should. So you fill them with brains and you have saved literally countless solar systems. You are, you would become, you would save more lives than any person in history. Cool. That's what I was convinced of already. So no change necessary. Okay. Well, I would. Uh, now it's on tape. Can can you can you Austin make it so that she's convinced the only way she can do that is to stick with our team and not leave. <laughs> that that's a good boss punishment, <laughs> right? I cannot oh, do that. Um, I will say that. Um, what are you guys? What are you guys gonna call this man? Because I'm gonna say his name every time unless you stop me. Paul. Who's the Thor dude? Ow. <laughs> The the gift says. <laughs> what was the first? What was the first bit of his name? Half Thor Grunderson. Gun Grundy. We can call him Half Thor. No, Grundy. He's a good old Grundy. <laughs> uh, Grundy says um, Noble brought him up here because Anthony Caravella wanted the conduit of creation to create a Maxwell for him. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. He who controls the most powerful energy source in the world controls the world. Mm. It's not, I mean, you guys kind of figured that out at the power plant, um, but Noble was not like a biologist. Just because he could sculpt stuff didn't mean he know how, knew how they do it, the intricacies. And he came here because as a Rygar, he knew that there was an abandoned Rygar settlement here, and he thought maybe he'd find clues here. Um, he didn't, really. That's what Grundy says to you, is that like he saw this religious stuff and he was kind of upset by all, everything he saw like noble was uh sh- shaken like emotionally pretty upset by seeing what you guys have seen in this place um and he went home and they they split up he doesn't know what actually happened to noble so that you, you he can't solve the mystery for you um but he did he does tell you that noble says the rygar don't don't call them maxwells that's what people call that's what other people call them because uh maxwell's demon is a a thought experiment that you could violate the laws of physics if there was a theoretical demon who could move the molecules around. Like demon is a word with a lot of baggage. It's doesn't. It's not necessarily evil. It just kind of means like supernatural force. Not not. It's not important. Uh, the point is the laws of thermodynamics don't seem like they apply in D and D. Right. Mm. Like energy can't be created or destroyed. But you wave your hand and you make a fireball. Right. Where did that come from? How did that 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 violates? physics right there but here's the thing you know that's not true you know that fire came from fire itself Mm. the form of fire nothing no laws of thermodynamics were violated you just took it out of another dimension so the maxwells seem to violate physics but perhaps they're actually drawing on 
the world of forms. They could be the the, the conduit of energy itself or something. So what, sh- what you're saying, Austin, is similar to how Cyclops doesn't actually fire lasers out of his eyes, but rather his eyes are portals to the laser dimension, which is a real thing. <laughs> That is what Maxwell's are. What? Wait, wh- no, wait. That, that is at some point a canon thing. I think in one of the comics. That 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 was that oh was a real God. thing. Yeah, I actually did know that, and that's that's kind of the truth. Like you're not wrong, Chris. Thank you. That was actually a very useful thought you had. Ma- uh, Maxwell's are just connected to the energy dimension. Maybe here's the thing. Grundy tells you that Rygars don't call them Maxwell's. They call them witch lighters. Huh. Hmm. That's vaguely ominous. I've got a question for Grundy. Mm-hmm. Has is it why did they call them witch lighters? <laughs> no, it should be. Uh, but I want to do this before I forget. I want to ask Grundy: Has he experienced anything odd or potentially supernatural or unexplainable since he's been in these caves? Mm, good question. Uh, he says absolutely not. There was a cave in, but that's because this is a place that people don't go and any disturbance had a chain reaction. There was a bunch of pits, a bunch of spikes and stuff, but that's all just natural. Okay. So no, I, if what you're asking about is seeing the red eyes, like you don't need to make an insight check. He has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. That is rather significant. Are these the only hieroglyphs? Good question. Um, like if I were to investigate the hieroglyphs, could I, would I see something similar to the spooky glowing eyes? Uh, so you guys succeeded on your check to look at these hieroglyphs, so I'm just going to tell you no. There doesn't seem to be any connection. Is there a library here? No. This, these are people who escaped the destruction of their planet with only the clothes on their backs, tried to make a new life, and they died. Okay. Austin. Me. Is there a way... Like, I'm assuming we have some way to take photography. Sure. I want to take pictures of these hieroglyphics. Absolutely. Yep. And I don't want to say that word again, either. <laughs> I was wondering if you deliberately, like, made it have the word gif in it, because there's a gif here. <laughs> no. My mouth is failing me more and more every day. So one more time. There's the primary Maxwell with a giant slug. There's the secondary Maxwell, which is a, a big, very big um, humanoid slug. And then there's the tertiary, which is like, it looks basically human sized. Uh, and it has some slug features, but it's the most human of them. This, this is a random question, and I suspect the answer's no. Uh, do creepy glowing eye- magical eyeballs that, like, we can't see, do they, are they an aberration? <laughs> you have no idea. There's no, only Sasha saw them, and she doesn't know. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Alright, so the question now is, do you guys take the pilot and the unconscious dwarf back to Anthony, or something else? Anthony did say he would answer all our questions if we took them back up. Uh, yeah, I think now that we should talk to Anthony. I, I think otherwise we have no no clues. Plus, we run, if we don't talk to him, we run the risk of him being mad. getting concerned about us being a risk because we didn't talk to him before leaving. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to make the decision that I, th- I think we should go back and, uh, and talk to him. Agreed. All right, let's just uh, smash cut right there. Uh, so you guys bring the unconscious dwarf and Grundy <laughs> back up to the man of war. You guys are allowed on. They, they take the dwarf away from you and take him to sick bay. And you guys are led back to Anthony Jr., who says, Neil. Yeah, okay. Uh, I once again kneel. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you kneel. Um, and he asks what you guys did and saw. Uh, uh, so, um, <laughs> well, he, okay, I'm, I'm going to suggest that the captain, uh, goes to speak first just because he did not like when that wasn't Fair. the case before. Um, he likes clear hierarchy and strong leadership. <laughs> indeed. It's, it's almost like he, he's very, he, that, that had an impact on Dreg, perhaps. Mm. Um, so, uh, Captain Moet's going to just very clearly explain what we saw, mm-hmm. um, including the fact that there were mysterious eyeballs down there that were doing something. Perhaps I'll have another crew look into that sometime. However, the important thing is what Noble was looking for was not down there, which means he did not successfully create the Maxwell I wanted. However, my brother Vincent still attacked my troops. Strange. Does does that suggest that Vincent... Maybe know something that we don't about Noble's hunt for the Maxwell, that maybe it, it wasn't a dead end where Noble may have thought it was? That's what I'm afraid of. I didn't want to start a civil war, but it appears that we have found ourselves in one, and I will not shrink from it. Captain, you can decide your part in it. Do you want to help me? Defeat my brother and find out what he knows? Or do you want to flee? Hmm. That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> um, and I will say that I will say this, too. Ragnar wants you to take down the Caravellas for crime. You could just shoot these dudes if you want to. Like, as an adventurer, you have a yeah, license to kill. Yeah, no. But if you want to take these dudes down for crimes, here's a great opportunity to get Caravella for... We don't know what, maybe. You know, he did know. Actually, no. He ordered... The Bionoids to kill Ragnar's men. That's conspiracy to commit murder. So, yeah. So to be clear, is um, w- would Anthony Caravello be be content with us taking down Vinny in a non-violent manner? In that case, of getting him put away. Yes. If my brother is weak enough to get taken down without bloodshed, then he deserves whatever fate becomes of him. Hmm. There is also the thing of if we take down Vinny Caravello. That does deal with my whole double agent thing. Also, and Ragnar will tell you this when you get out of the meeting, uh, Vinny still thinks you're on his side because you didn't leave any witnesses. You kidnapped the last witness. So if you show up to Vinny, you're like, hey boss, I just heard about the bar burned down. You want my help? You could just stroll in. Yeah. Mm. We're in in a good position. Um, I, I think the response to that is going to be, how easy would it be for us to... Walk away afterwards. If we if we did this and went, you know, we're we're good, we're good now, and we 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 went off and continued our own things. Would there would a clean break be on the table? Not only is it on the table, I have no desire to see you again. If you would consider leaving, then you are too weak to stay. So he's saying, go go arrest his brother. Like You don't say arrest because he doesn't know you're a cop. He's saying, go take care of his brother. Yeah. He's just going to consolidate the Caravella crime empire. This is 100% a win for him. You solve the mystery. You get out of Ragnar's thing. You arrest a criminal. This is 100% a win all across the board. Yeah, I think I... 
obviously, like, we're in a situation where I can't really, like, do the discussion with the rest of the crew, and we've not set up a formal, like, second-in-command who could give a sly nod, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, yeah, this is the direction we're going. We're gonna, we're gonna go for this. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's an extremely good deal. There are some cons. A, yeah. Anthony's going to consolidate his power. Yeah. Uh, B, you're going to have to have a conversation with Dreg. Mm-hmm. Uh, C, uh, you had to go through a lot of misery to get here. That This is kind of the payoff to that. Um, and yeah. D, yeah. Vincent is the conduit of invincibility. And he works... Yeah, there's- and yeah, go ahead. There's that. There is that. And he works with a Zodar, which is a creature made of 99% muscle and 1% impenetrable armor. So, well, it's it's fine because little do we know we have a Caravello on our side. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end the episode at that. So you guys agree to Anthony's plan. He says he won't have to bathe Pelthree in blood if you go take care of his brother. You say. <laughs> Good deal. And you guys leave. You go back to the Snallygaster. Uh, and what does the crew talk about before this climactic showdown? The captain's going to go, um, I, I think this is the best option we have on the table, um, is, is going after Vin, Vinny Caravello. Neither of them can be removed without the other becoming a threat to the entire system. We can't leave both of them without the entire system being at risk of getting caught in the middle of their war. There is no situation where they don't cause problems. Either they're causing collateral damage, or they're becoming a bigger threat to deal with later. At least this way we won't be on their radar anymore. At least there's the benefit of not being an enemy... Of, well, I say the remaining Caravello. Um, the remaining active Caravello. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Whoever this. Uh... Sorry, I had a. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever this mysterious third Caravello is, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll pop up and 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 re restart this whole uh, sibling rivalry. If we go back to Vinny. We have the problem of our friend in the med bay. Well, there's always the potential of just put them in the brig while we deal with Vinny. Oh, speaking of NPCs, there's also Grundy. It's, what are you guys doing with Grundy? Oh, well, we invite him to be our pilot, right? <laughs> <laughs> I assume that was just. I assume that was just assumed, right? No, I guess I just don't fly the ship anymore, huh? You're the captain. You you give the orders to fly the ship. He's like yeah, the helmsman. Delegate. I was able to fly even while drunk. I'm good at flying. I, have I just love that every person we come across has to wind up invited to be on the crew. And so now it's to the point where it's just assumed. Well, I mean, I'm going to invite Pearl to join the crew soon, too. I mean, obviously, we need an assassin on the group. How about we invite this pilot to be co-pilot? Co-pilot. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, I think uh, Grundy's gonna go take a nap and he'll let you guys fight about it. He's He'll show up next episode to talk about this. Right now you guys are doing something more important. But he's around. Yeah. Um, I, my, my vote here is we put our, our um, visitor in the brig so that they don't interfere with the, the, the Vinny plan. We have the, 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 the nice benefit that I can just stroll into Vinny's place if we take some time to formulate a plan. I, I take on board the feedback that 
taking one of these two down will leave somewhat of a power vacuum, and it's entirely possible that uh, that that Tony will step up to fill it. But I also think it might. Tony is not his father. They share a name, but very little else. He's ambitious. He will try to extend his power. They are both this way, though. Tony Caravello may do so, but again, we don't know that this other brother won't just step up to take Vinny's place. He will never do that. And also, who says we can't take care of Tony later? We should. (laughs) That is the issue. We need to immediately deal with Tony. He cannot be allowed to take complete control of the system. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I think you're totally right. I... I just think we should take care of Vinny first. Man, next episode, if you guys go walk into Vinny, arrest him, and then get back on the ship, fly back here and try to fight this man of war, it's going to be so lit. <laughs> it's it's going to... Mm, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I suppose in that case, the captain is going to do the... Oh, so... So we're all all in agreement, all in agreement. We're gonna go, we're gonna go in, and as a group, uh, which is our strongest formation, we will go, we will go in, and we will, we will tackle him face on. Uh, you, you, you said you had a history with uh, with uh, Junior Caravello. Uh, no, no such problem with this this other Caravello drag. Well, I have also worked with Vidi. This is a second Caravella in a row you've not been able to face drag. <laughs> it's a combo multiplier. Do you want to tell us what's going on? Not really. <laughs> drag? Sorry. Drag? As your captain, I order you to tell me what is going on. Oh shit, she turned it around on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the easiest person to shop for. You know what I want? Bean? <laughs> that too. You know the other thing I want? Is it credits? It is credits, as you know. I guessed. It's what I ask for every month. Every month? Whoa, that's too many Christmases. Not for the credits. I lost the metaphor. Anyway, we have music that we use on the show we need to give credit for. Uh, first, we have Your Reality, feature-based remix from Doki Doki Literature Club by The Musical Ghost. We have Morning Thinker, an arrangement of Thinker from Armored Core 4 by Overclock Remix, and The Sound of the Galaxy, an arrangement of Freedom's Progress from Mass Effect by Overclock Remix. Wow, I said them all. Wow, you know all of them and I know none of them. That's okay. It's not your job. Yeah, but you know what is my job? You gotta read the names. Yeah, who wants to start? You do. Name is the first name. <laughs> No, it's not. That's just the top oh. of the column in Excel. This okay, is I was confused. <laughs> I was Fuck like, off. is it somebody put their name as name? You can tell because they're in alphabetical order. Well, then you need to start because, uh, no, I'll do it. A female presenting boob hat. That's t- a timely Tumblr reference. A mountain biking vampire witch from the future. Damn, that sounds cool. I'm pretty sure that is a reference to one of my favorite drag queens, 
Tweet me and tell me if that is an uh reference, please. Okay. Adora, conduit of She-Ra herself. Good show. Aki Savalinen. Albert West. Aaliyah. Alex Vepra. All Wojek are bastards? It, the Wojek are the police for the Boros Guild and Ravnica. It's a long sure. story. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Falu, conduit of mediocrity itself. Andrew Fedge, conduit of its pronounced Fedge itself. Oh, fuck, fuck. that owned. I should have read ahead, huh? Uh-huh. Andrew Grothin. Andy Harkins. Man, they could just get us at any time with the pronunciation now. They're really going to get us. Uh, Anime Jesus. Anna. That's your cat. No, damn it. Also, Anna the cat, conduit of goblins. What the fuck? God, they know us so well. Anthony, patron of Dora. Hey, what's up, Anthony? Uh, Arjun de Koenig. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Oh my god, I love you, Ashley. Ashley, snow, just Ashley. Nice. Instead of no, just Ashley, it's festive. I know, it's very good. Aston Yeetsky, <laughs> conduit of eat a whole ass. <laughs> Is that my catchphrase? I do tell people eat a whole ass a lot. You say it a lot. That's yeah. why I say it now. It's your fault. Yeah, sorry. Uh, August Rue. Austin Dorksky, come on. <laughs> Austin Yorkie, conduit of spank me daddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you give that to one more time? Austin Yorkie, conduit of spank me daddy. <laughs> okay. You can't even say it without your voice. I, I can't. I'm, I'm cringing. Austin Yorkie died to pinwheel twice. You didn't even change it for Christmas and you're still wrong. Einar Johansson. B-Duck underscore quack. B-Ray Echo. Bleakier. Brady, conduit of failed murder. Brady, no! <laughs> well, it's better failed than succeeded, Brady. So True. Brendan Williams. <sighs> Come on, Brent. Brent. <laughs> dick, 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 dick. He just cock goatly. <laughs> they, they have too much power now. We have to do something. Buster Muffin Half. <laughs> Oh, it's still on. good. Cameron Abbas. <laughs> I get a large pizza with pineapple mushroom ranch on the side. And then he ran out of space. <sighs> nope, it didn't finish the word, so your ranch is going to be on the pizza. Yeah. Chris Walling. Christ Kindarian, conduit of stolen. <laughs> I'm confused. Christopher Hake. Christopher Charlow. Clark Westfield. Cody Jackson condiment of cucumber itself damn i didn't even read it right the first time conduit of perfection itself that's the dragon oh this is good congratulations on morgan a big dale of your skiffily your skillfully fuck hilarious show it's all our names good job (laughs) it really is quorum there's no charm equal to tenderness of heart is that a quote for something or you just felt poetic there quorum (laughs) i bet that's a quote for something uh, Cormac, conduit of same. Yeah, same. Counterfeit. Uh, Dar- Daria Morgendorfer. Is that Daria's last name in the show Daria? I don't know. David Page. Dawn. Dawning Frost. Dennis Bankson. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, conduit of evolution. Dylan L. Don't ask for whom the Bozogs. Bozogs for thee. You got the most fun ones this, this month. I, I really like. am. Dorian, conduit of self-destruction, Grayson. Oh, the biggest mood. Uh, Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dragon in the server room. <laughs> Drakengard 4, No A's Return 2019 by Yoko Taro, conduit of Yoko Taro. Can I kickstart that, please? Dylan. <laughs> East Atlanta Santa. <laughs> Sub-Santa. Ebrend, the prisoner of Tosca Ban. 
Ecorin. Elderly Goose, conduit of nobody can kill Elderly Goose. Wait, is someone trying to kill Elderly Goose? Don't kill a goose. Is that what the failed murder was before? Oh no, Brent, stop. Oh my god, there's a whole fucking plot going on in here. Eleanor Nanante sees Periton. Eileen. Emma loves to cuddle Moose. Is Moose the name of a cat or a dog or is it a, or is it a full, ass, full ass Moose? Either way, all good. All good. Indigo Vandane. Erwin Leilagadek. Ethan Lawrence. Extellaris. Fabian got that dank. Oh no. Yeah. Fabian, to keep it away from her. No. Florian H. Francois V. George E. Jody Fisher the Fourth. God or Satan. Grimlock. Happy Halloween to everyone. Kiefer Lowe. <laughs> Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. Hedron Master. Highway to Mel. I read a Xandra light novel and transformed into a patron. I'm sorry, Austin. I love your pretentious storytelling. Thank you. Ingemar Gremmen. Uh, Ink Drop the Chondra, Conduit of Slime and Ooze, ready for season nine? Is that the slime season? I've written a lot of checks about future seasons that I'm not going to be able to cash. I don't know what season nine is supposed to be anymore. Oh, no. Isaac, Conduit of Gavel, Gavel, Gavel itself. Good job, Isaac. Mm-hmm. James Neely. Jamie. Janiac, Conduit of Wishing Everyone a Happy Unicorn Dance Party. Okay. Jaspel, Conduit of Christmas Fluff Balls. Jay Logan, Conduit of Queerness Itself. Jealous Goddess Cosplay. Jeff Clark. Jen. Jingle Yams. Aw, Yam. I love Yams. John Carey. John Potts. I didn't say it this month, did you notice? Oh, you didn't. I'm proud of you. John Barnett. <laughs> Joseph Tombrello. Josh Mosier. J.P. Green. Juman Jack Frost. Julian Phillips. Just a Jester. Just a Griff McTravelroy. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Jorgen Indie Monster, conduit of name butchering Wen McFord. Kara Stonehouse. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of instant regret. No- nothing from you this month? I definitely expected the same there. Uh, no, it's, yeah, that's what the silence was for. Okay, Keller Automat. Ken Furstall. Kevin Dobbins. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kitty Foe. Carito Prime, conduit of restless leg syndrome. Kyle Badsvik. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Levy the Goblin Dude. Lily Kedge, conduit of stay tuned. Lindsay Pankhurst, conduit of two peanuts for walking <laughs> down the street, one. That's the Pulp Fiction joke, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> My memory is not good. Okay. Anyways, Logion, conduit of fatigue. Oh boy, big mood. <laughs> Lauren, the the three days re-roll, seven days re-roll, twelve days, oh cry, oh krishmesh, Kates. Luke Powers. M. Joe. Markov needs pangolins. Don't we all? Yeah. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Rink. Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Schultz. Matthew Weber, conduit of, oh what? Oh, sorry. Same. Uh, Matthias Lackets. Majin. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tish. Mary, actually Christmas is just as stressful as Thanksgiving flowers. I'm sorry, Mary. <laughs> we can't, we have to be more supportive, Laura. We can't just dunk on people's choice of holidays. Say, yeah, I mean, I get it. Big mood. Mary Chrysler. Michael Groman. Michael Hall. Michael Minkler, conduit of being mispronounced but being okay with it. Fuck. Is it Michael or Michelle Minkler? Oh, I'm bad at reading, I guess. Or it might be Michelle. I don't know where the emphasis goes. Well, I guess they're okay with it. 
Midlife stasis. Miko from Finland. Mistletoe spilling out of every orifice of that's, my body. No, that's too much mistletoe. <laughs> Is it mistletoe poisonous? Get it out of your body. No. Okay. Morgan Rap. Nicholas Dominic. Nina Pearson. Noah Sudret. Notorious Christmas conduit of ho 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 itself. Paul Mullen. Possum Kingdom Refugee. Pruitt Holcomb. Quench the Void. Random conduit of daddy issues. Oh no. Rasvita. Razumi Yazura. Richard G. Coles. Robert Dakin. Rule on the flutinous tutinous condiment of nitpickery. They're really fluting on me. They love to. S. Kearney in Big Mech made of scarves. <laughs> <laughs> Salad I'm child. St- I'm stealing the mech made of scarves for next season. That sounds Sa- very warm. Sam Boltitude. Sam Zanowitz? Zdenowitz? It's Polish. Zdenowitz? Zdenowitz. You did it. Satin cloth. The Christmas sloth. Oh! oh my god. That's cute. Scott going to the store for milk. Scott not telling. <laughs> Scott who stole my name for a joke coming. <laughs> oh god, the Scots are going at it. Scotty Vilhard. The only behave Scott, apparently. Mm-hmm. Sean Lyonsberg. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Simmons, conduit of irrational fandom. Sevens, you put your life in our hands and we pronounced your name like adults. I want you to know it was <laughs> we hard We did for our us. best. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, conduit of ethical hedonism itself. Shocking Link. Sir Octopus, conduit of chival- chivalrous cephalopods. Snowfall Frost did nothing wrong. Who's Somebody had to do something wrong. Every month, nobody did anything wrong. Someone did. I have to know. Sigh. Wreath. Uh, spelled in a very festive way. Thank you. Sydney Marzing. Take me home, country roads, to the place where I belong. Audience. West Virginia. <laughs> Audience, you can make her sing every week. Think about these dark powers you've been given. Mountain Mama. Okay. The Ankh Morpork City Watch. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The Hadsels. The Precursor. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. The Paladin's Wife. The real Austin Yorski 420. That's a lie. He don't do the weed. I'm the fake Austin Yorski 69. And you can be the real Austin Yorski 420. Tim. Tim Lutton. Toby Gleasonstack. Toshiro Kuru, editor of Attack on Dice. Transient Passerby. Shayness. Victoria Melito. Vinny, conduit of queer fashion itself. Viscount Ronaldo Skittles, Bumbershoot Unicorn. Is that Leon? It is absolutely not. Leon would not support me with a gun to his head. Are you kidding me? Oh, Leon. Are you, out, are you out of your mind? I don't know. Vizzy Huggles, keep up the great work, y'all. Thank you, Vizzy. Will you be my friend? <laughs> this is very forward of you. <laughs> oh, this is calling us out in the fucking credits. Ziphosaurus. Z23619. We did it. Was it less than 15 minutes this week? Let me check. No. Damn. Uh, I mean, technically it is. We fucked it up again, Lauren. It'll only be 15 minutes in like a few seconds. So we were technically under. We were not. Uh, thanks to Conrad. Uh, he's at Conrad Zimmerman. Laura's at Laura K. Buzz. Chris. Rollo T. Larius. Patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. Kotaku.co slash UK. Uh, of Horse. It's a podcast. About Bojack Horseman. Sure is. I'm at Patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. I'm on the internet. You can find me. Ragalicious cats, they're good. Sometimes. Sometimes they're bad. Often they're bad. They really like to go into the garbage can. What are they doing in there? Get them out. 
eaten. Mm-hmm. That's why they're chunky. Oh, that's cute. Subscribe and comment and all that stuff. That's cool. It's Christmas season, so... Happy holidays? What are you going to get to other people on the show for Christmas? Uh, I'm not going to cry on the recording. Okay, who's that for? Is that for me? I guess that's for you. Okay, what about Chris and Laura and Conrad? I'll try not to get them killed. That's fair, right? That's like showing up to the that's like showing up to the party and being like, I brought myself. Like that Yeah, no, the gift this year is me. You are all welcome. <laughs>